Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today, you guys, I have to talk to you about a major problem that's in this industry. It's us versus them mentality. This was brought to my attention because I've been working on hiring and interviewing new artists for my salon. And I had a few people who applied that one of the comments that they said to separate people, both said that they want to build a clientele that is their own. And I thought, what does that mean? And both of them, not knowing each other and not knowing about this discussion, both had the same type of story. They worked at a salon or spa that they felt like the clients were just the businesses, that they didn't take ownership of those clients. It wasn't their responsibility. They had no relationship or connection with their clients. And I thought, this is a huge problem. And the reason why I believe it's a huge problem is that I believe that employees They need to be taking care of your customers and building that relationship with them. If you are a salon owner or you're thinking about being a salon owner, we really need to change the script, change our mentality, and we need to be focusing on being a good leader versus being a boss. And I believe that they're very separate with the mentality of the owner and the mentality of the staff. And I honestly believe that if the staff feels valued, if they feel important to the company, that they will take ownership of their business. They're going to take ownership, responsibility, and building those relationships with the client. And if they're taking care of the client, then that means that it's doing well for your business. And you should usually be able to see that through your numbers and through the attitude of the staff. You want to create loyalty with your team. And I believe that if you are leading your salon with a boss ownership mentality, then I believe that that's where this disconnect is, where it's now us versus them. And I think that it's important that you create this camaraderie within your business where your team feels like they can turn to you and seek out your advice, 
seek out your coaching and your mentorship as opposed to hiding in the back room and not telling the boss about anything and being secretive and walking on eggshells around that boss. I know personally, through my own personal experiences, that that is a really uncomfortable feeling where you feel like you're walking on eggshells around your boss. I mean, if this is you where the boss walks in and all of a sudden you, you know, you're standing up a little bit tall, you're you're fixing your shirt, you're cleaning up your station, and I feel like that's so fake. I mean, the this relationship with the staff and the owner needs to be on the same page and it shouldn't be an us versus them mentality. It needs to have a teamwork mentality because if you're an owner, you you may not be able to be 100% physically there at your location. You need to build a team that you can trust that's going to take care of the customers to the fullest, who's going to be invested as a team player the entire time, whether you're there or you're not there. And it starts from the top And that is you. If you are thinking about being a business owner, if you are a business owner, I believe that we need to take a hard look in the mirror and really ask ourselves, are we being the leader that we need to be for our team and for our customers and for our community? Is this exactly what I want my business to be? And if there's some challenges that you're facing, then this means it's not a bad thing, you guys. It just means that Now we've got to create that opportunity to create solutions to fix it. And we need to be aware of that right away and fix it as soon as we can. Because if we want longevity from our business, if we want longevity from our team, we really need to have this leadership mentality. This whose client is it is got to go. I believe that this is so wrong because what happens is and there is an an issue with maybe the customer's upset or they're not happy. You want that staff member to feel responsible and to feel empowered that they're able to handle it on their own. If they're constantly going to be calling you, texting you and saying there's problems and that you need to step in and fix it, then that's not empowering your team. That's just basically handcuffing you to your business. And I believe at least in my mind, I don't want to grow and build my business that way. I want to make sure that my team feels super empowered, that they can handle any situation with or without me. And I believe that's an important part of being a good leader. And whose client is it anyways? It should be the team's client. This is the salon's guest. This is the staff's guest. This Everybody together needs to take care of every single person that comes in the door. If someone comes in the door, it's not just that stylist or esthetician that says hello and greets them. It should be everybody. It should be everybody welcoming that person in. And so I feel like we need to talk about this open discussion and really start flipping the script of how we are discussing this because it's important that the staff knows that they need to have responsible responsibility for building that relationship with the guest. And we need to create unity and teamwork. It's we and us. It's not you. It's not I. It's not them. It's it's collectively together that we need to 
work together to make it happen, creating teamwork, creating collaborations. I always tell my team too, if you're not doing well, that means I'm not doing well. And so it's so important that I am your coach, I'm your cheerleader, I'm 100% invested in you. And it's important that they understand and they feel that way too. I never want anybody to feel like they couldn't turn to me, speak to me, ask me questions, um, even if I'm working on a guest, to feel comfortable if they need something immediately, that it's okay if they interrupt that service. There's obviously a way to respect the customer and respect each other and have boundaries in place within your salon. But it's important to set up that expectation from the very beginning. I feel that some salons have created that culture because the owner feels threatened. Maybe they have been burned in the past because staff and large groups have left their salon. But it's important that as a salon owner, and I really feel strong about this, is that we empower our staff, that we are respecting our staff, and we are giving them that platform that they can thrive. And it's true. If they are doing well, if they are financially doing well within your business, that means that you are doing well. And so it's important that we really stand 100% behind our staff and that they feel all valued and important because when they don't, that's when they start opening up their eyes, realizing that it's probably a toxic environment, it's uncomfortable environment, maybe a limiting environment, and they're going to start looking elsewhere, whether that's going off on their own or finding a new salon that they can call their home because people don't want to feel that way. I think now more than ever, I know at least in my area, we've got over 200 salons People have the opportunities to be selective of where they want to go. And so it's important to create that environment that is comfortable for your staff and that they feel supported and that they feel like they can rise to the occasion and take care of the clients. It's important to know what we can control and what we don't have control of. We have control of creating a culture. We have control of creating that expectation from the very beginning. And we have control of our business plan. If you have been involved with the Pivot to Profit Roadmap, which is a course that teaches salon owners and those looking to open a salon how to create a business plan to grow and build a profitable business. And the first portion of the Pivot to Profit Roadmap is about creating your business plan by starting with your mission, vision, and your core values. When you have this solid framework for your business, it's going to help decisions in your company. It's going to help you lead your company. It's going to help you create vision for your business and to be able to translate that to the staff that you currently have and to the new staff that you have. Now, the second portion of this is the expectation. And I believe the expectation needs to be set up from the very beginning when we are doing our hiring. And so when we are hiring, I believe that it's important that we tell those new people that are coming on board what you want and expect from them. So if you are expecting them to post on social media, if you are expecting them to dress a certain way, if you're expecting them to have a certain 
dialogue when they're speaking to uh, customers. It's important that right away out of the gate that they have this expectation list, non-negotiables, that they already know entering into your business that they are expected to behave a certain way. If there's no rules, then expect disasters to happen. And I think that the the bigger that you are going to get, um, it's just difficult to to have no no rules. And the bigger that you get, the more it starts to become more corporate because there's been lots of different situations that just don't work. Um, having a more small, intimate business, though. You know, there there is a little bit more room for flexibility and for growth and for nurturing the team. You've got a different dynamic in place in a smaller environment environment versus a big one. But I do believe, though, as soon as a conflict or situation arises, that we need to confront that situation with solutions. Being in this industry, we are always trying to find solutions, solutions to fix things, solutions to make things better for our guests, and solutions of how to build our team to grow uh, bigger and better together. And so when situations arise, I take it as this is a good thing because it means that I need to implement some more structure or some processes in place to better my company, better my team. And so I don't take it as it's a negative thing. And as far as confronting that person or that situation, I always want to come from a place of understanding and a place of of just nurturing because maybe that I would like to say that most people don't have bad intentions. And so I believe that if we just confront that situation of saying, you know, hey, this happened the other day and, you know, I just want to make sure that moving forward that that doesn't happen again. And so I'm thinking that we could approach it this way instead. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to be a, an awkward conversation or uncomfortable. And there's no reason to make that staff member feel bad about something. But if we come from a place of, look, it didn't work out and we need to find a solution for it. This is my thoughts. How do you feel? Include them in on that. Include them in on creating some structure for your business. I think it's really important that we are helping others feel valued in our business and that they are a key player of creating this business to be stronger. Have them be a part of that growth. Have them be a part of the success journey for the business and for the team together. You could even have a contract in place that, and I'm not talking about the contract that says, when when you leave here, you have to go 40 miles away. I'm not talking about that type of contract. I'm talking about a contract that basically is holding up your business vision and your mission to the highest level of respect. And you could have that in writing. And after they read the plan that you have for them, you have them sign that. So if any situation does arrive, arise in the future, you could always go back to that original contract and say, you know, uh, I told you that this is um, how my company operates. And, you know, you you read it and you also agreed too that you would take ownership of that as well. And in this situation arise that you didn't follow through with that. I just want to understand what's going on. And it's important that we 
come from a place of understanding first. Then come up with a solution together. I believe it's really important that we confront situations that way. And in addition to that, I believe that it's important to let things go. I do not want to micromanage people and I don't have the time to do so. But yes, there are some things that are going to affect your business in a negative way that you do need to address immediately. And then there's some things that I would say, are you nitpicking people? Because I always want to look at it at the effort level. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Things are always going to evolve and grow. Your staff is always going to evolve and grow too if you have a lot of education implemented and leadership implemented. But most importantly, it's not the perfection part of it. It is the effort portion of it. And it's important that you want to make sure that your team is putting out 100% effort when they are at your business. And if they're not putting that 100% effort in, I would be questioning what's going on. Because yes, there's a lot of personal things that can affect your day-to-day activities, and I get that. But you really want to make sure that everyone's effort is 100% when it comes to helping out the team and showing up for each other and showing up for that customer as well. And if that effort level has been decreasing, that's really important that we address that right away and make sure that that it can either change or maybe that person needs to go. Because you have one person who has a bad attitude or they're negative or they're not putting out enough effort, that's affecting the entire team. And so it's very important that we are aware, very aware of our team and and their attitudes and their effort level. Leadership is about influencing your, your team, influencing your staff, not being that authority figure where people are afraid of you when you walk in or they're feeling like you're watching them like a hawk. They're not going to feel empowered. They're not going to feel that they have the ability to take responsibility for guests and how to take care of them and how to um, work together well as a team. We have to influence our staff and empower our staff and empower the team working together for a common goal, a common vision. What is your vision for your business? And have you been able to tell your staff what that vision is? Whether you want to have multiple locations of your salon, whether you want to be a non-present owner, maybe you want to sell your business to one of the staff members, what is your vision for that business? And does your team know what it is? And can they be on board with that as well? Maybe you want to be a million-dollar salon or the best salon in your, your community. Whatever that vision is, your team, your staff, they need to be on board with that as well. We have to be focusing in our leadership role about growing people. What do does your staff want? Are they seeking for their education? Do they want um, Maybe they want to do extensions. Maybe they want to do certain special treatments. Maybe they want to become a specialist. Having that one-on-one conversation and coaching session where you can really find out and discover what is important to you. At the beginning of the year, we created some 2020 goals. And it's important that even though 2020 has been very, very crazy, that we can still focus in on what has really 
been important to us, you know, and a lot of the a lot of people say what's important to them is f- spending more time with their family, spending more time with their friends, maybe traveling more. We can still achieve these goals. We can still be on the mission to succeed in those areas of our life. It's important that you know all of your staff members, what their dreams, their ambitions are, because you want to lead them to create a career that supports the life that they want to live. And it just so happens that they're able to do that at your facility, at your company. And having them take ownership of that company as well so they can achieve those things and dreams that they want to in their life. I think it's important too that we really value our team. So how do we show our team that we value them? And this made me think about the five love languages. And if you haven't read that book, it's by Gary Chapman. And it's a great way that you can implement these five different love languages with your children, with your staff members, with friendships, or if you're um, in a relationship with your spouse or significant other. And the different love languages are gifts. So if your staff members, if they appreciating getting things, it could be something as little as a card, like, thank you so much for all you do. I really appreciate you. Or maybe it's flowers. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. You don't have to buy diamonds for people. I don't think that the the expensive ticket items necessarily speak more volumes than, than the small things that maybe you do more often. People want to feel valued. They want to feel appreciated. Words of affirmation. You know, my love language is words of affirmation. So when somebody says, hey, I'm proud of you, or hey, way to go. That was an awesome haircut. Or wow, you are just really great at this, that, and the other. Like To me, I feel so valued. I feel so loved when I hear words of affirmation. Some people are huge in physical touch. And yes, right now in certain areas, physical touch may not be as much. But in but in the salon environment, you know, hugs, high fives, uh, pat on the back, um, or hey, I'm going to do a blowout on your hair today, or I'm going to give you a facial today. Those little physical touch things make people feel very special, very important. Maybe it's acts of service, you know, maybe you're sweeping up the hair for them or ripping foils for them. Maybe it's, um, maybe it is doing their hair and, and doing a service for them. important too as a leader that we are meeting with our team constantly, consistently as well. And if you can meet one-on-one with each staff member once a month and just find out what's going on, how are you feeling, are you happy, what can I do to help you? And it's important that you have that open conversation and that you have that support that you're supporting them and that you are showing them that it's important to you that their effort is always going to be present and there every single time that they show up to work. Which also brings me to my next point, which is all about culture. We have to control the culture. And this is just about setting the stage, setting the environment. You know, is this a positive environment or is there some negative? And when there is that one negative person or that bad seed, or maybe it's the bad boss. It just brings the morale down. If you are working in a salon right now, listening to this, you'll be able to tell if you are in a happy environment or a toxic environment. And if you are in a toxic environment, 
I would, if you don't have that relationship with the leader, your leader, the owner, then I would start looking around for something else because it's limiting you. It's limiting your progress for your career and your success. And it's unfortunate that that is an environment that you're in. It's unfortunate that has happened to that particular business, but you don't have to be a part of that. And yes, I know that you build these relationships with your teammates. They become your best friends. You hang out with them all the time, but guess what? They're not paying your bills. And so it's important that you take a look around, make sure that you are in a great environment that's going to allow you to grow and fill you up, not just your soul, but your pockets, right? It's important that you are in an environment or creating an environment where you can thrive. If you're in an environment that's very discouraging or you feel discouraged, then this is not the right environment to be in. If you are a salon owner or thinking about being a salon owner, you have the opportunity to create this culture. You have the opportunity to control the environment that your staff is in. Are you offering them education? Are you offering them one-on-one coaching? Are you encouraging them? What are you doing to encouraging them? And are you able to create conversations that are honest conversations where you can talk real things that are happening in, in life and happening behind the chair, behind the table? It's important that you let the staff know that they can come and speak to you anytime and that they can rely on you to help them. You know, I don't ever want to create an environment where people feel afraid to come to me about anything. You don't want to build a relationship that way because it's not going to build loyalty and trust between one another. Remember, this is about us versus them, and you don't want to have the boss versus the staff. You want it to be the the leader and, and you want it to be a team base. I mean, the mentality really needs to be that the owner is working for the staff, not the staff working for the owner. And it's important that we control this environment that we're creating for our staff constantly. And if the owner isn't present, they might not always know what's going on. And it's important that if you are not present into the business, that you have some leader, some type of management that is really, that you're able to pass that baton and make sure that they are really helping the environment and nurturing the culture of what you are wanting to create. Now, leadership is huge. This is all about by leading by example. You know, it's important that if you are there present, instead of telling somebody to clean, why don't you just start cleaning yourself and asking somebody to clean with you as opposed to just being that person that barks orders. That's probably more of that boss mentality. You know, myself, I'm, I'm sweeping up the floors, I'm ripping foils, I'm doing laundry, I'm doing the hair too, I'm doing all of the things and it's important because I want to show them that this is how you take care of this place and, and you should have that responsibility and the care as well. And so it's important for the leader when they come in that they are doing all the things and showing the team that this is how we care for our facility. Fifth one is quality time. So maybe that is your one-on-ones that you're doing together monthly, or maybe it's maybe it's going out to lunch together. Spending time 
just one-on-one with that staff member may be exactly what they need to help empower them so they feel valued, they feel important. So this whole thought process and mindset around us versus them has got to go. You know, I think that there is a healthy way to have competition within the business. Something that, especially if there's a staff that is really um, competitive, you know, to have those fun challenges where overall as a team, everyone's going to win, you know, and sometimes people are more encouraged to go the extra mile when there is that healthy competition. But us versus them of staff versus owner or salon versus their competitor or staff versus client. It needs to be changed. It, I don't believe that this is going to create a strong environment. I don't believe that it's going to be sustainable. I believe what is sustainable is really nurturing the team, showing them that you care and appreciate them and that you are going to go the extra mile for them because you care about their future. You care about their career. And I want, I think that it's, it's good karma. I believe that you're doing, you would be doing a disservice to them if you didn't think that way. And right now, this is my thought process for business ownership. And And I believe that it's working really well for me. And that's why I really want to share it with you because I see other salons not doing it this way. And maybe they still are in business, but people do not stay. People leave in groups because it's toxic environment. They feel threatened. The owner feels threatened. They're always afraid that somebody's going to leave them or groups of people are going to leave them. But guess what? They're constantly leaving because that culture environment is toxic and that us versus them mentality is very apparent, it's very strong, and it's not a healthy environment. And most people, they don't they don't thrive in that environment and they feel limited. They feel put in a box. And so... Think about how your salon is being operated right now. Or if you're wanting to open up a salon, how do you want that to look? How do you want the future to be? How do you want the staff to be operating with your when you're there and when you're not there? And so we have to set up the stage from the very beginning of the expectations. We have to create a strong culture that is going to survive. And we need to be creating this leadership that is influence, not authority, leading by example, be the visionary and grow your people. So I hope that you enjoyed this message. I hope that this is getting your wheels turning and thinking about your own business. And if you are working at a salon, I hope that it's not toxic. And if it is, start looking around. There's plenty of other places that would value you as a person that would value your skills and your talent and that that you should you deserve to be in a happy environment and a happy place so you can do your absolute best and have an amazing career. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. If you guys are thinking about starting up a salon and and or launching a suite, make sure that you stay tuned for the relaunching of the Pivot to Profit roadmap. Thank you guys so much and look forward to seeing you all next week. 
Thanks for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. If you love to keep track of your favorite shows, then subscribe to this podcast to receive the newest edition when it's released. This podcast was created with you in mind, so I'd love to get your review to learn how this podcast has helped you in your career. And because I love my listeners and want to connect more, join me in our free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash salon and suite business. My mission is to help beauty professionals like you create a career that supports the life you want to live. Thank you for being a part of the journey.